Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome to the Alex B. Podcast. Uh, by the sound of my voice, you can already tell who I am. So thanks for listening. Social media, you know the drill. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Alex B. Podcast. Would love to see you on there. A lot of times I'll post stuff that I won't talk about on the program. Just funny memes or stupid shit. I don't know. Just because... I like amusing myself. Uh, we do have a Miles Monday. Miles is going to be on momentarily to talk about the uh, the Colts that are now zero and three. But I mentioned TikTok, and st- when does TikTok stop? When does it stop? Okay, here's the deal. Obviously, I'm old. I don't have a TikTok, but I will admit that last year, while being unemployed, I was definitely jumping on the TikTok bandwagon as far as watching videos because I thought the Carol Baskin stuff was pretty amusing. So. I would log on to look at the stupid Carol Baskin videos because it was, I guess it was a trend. I guess it was cool. And then uh, just lately, I was watching those dumb fucks doing the milk crate challenge. So apparently, I don't know why there's these challenges. You know, this is a TikTok challenge. How about a challenge to read a book? Or how about a challenge to do good in school? How about a challenge to get a fucking job? But anyway, I digress. So I guess there's a TikTok challenge out there. And this is, this is bizarre to me that it's called Devious Licks Trend, where I guess... Kids are supposed to do damage to schools do, and, and, and post the videos of themselves. Now, why would you do something that stupid that would incriminate you? Students across the U.S. are being arrested because they're posting this stuff. Like, I don't understand. Parents, the thing is, you can't, parents can't beat the kid's ass like when I was growing up in the 70s. But they're literally, you're, they're videotaping destruction or taping destruction, putting it on the Internet because you got a challenge. You got a challenge to jump up a bunch of unstable milk crates and worry about busting your collarbone or busting your ass or whatever. I just don't get it. Like, is do people need that much validation to put their stuff online? Like the people that take selfies every fucking day. Like, what what pose is different from the last one? And then when you scroll through their pictures on Facebook, you know, photos of this, and it's like the same. You know, come on, go out, go outside, go do something. I don't know. Just I don't get it. Especially like the people that tell everybody it's their birthday, like for a month. It's not your birthday. I've said this before. It's not your birthday month. It's not your birthday week. It's your birthday. Stop being so fucking thirsty. Because <sighs> there's a there's a cop in New York, a New York Police Department cop suspended after being filmed riding on the back of the dirt bike. A uh, dirt bike. So she's in the streets when Jor riding on a dirt bike. She's in the back and she's getting and they're, they're putting on an internet a dirt bike that's illegal, I guess, in the streets of New York. No hat, not having plates, and now she's suspended. Duh, that's stupidity at its finest. Then there's this other jackass in Minneapolis. Uh, August 17, 2021, the FBI received a tip that Rael Devon Simmons, 52 of Dodge Center, was impersonating a federal agent with the United States Department of Homeland Security. The investigation revealed that Simmons used the false name Ray Reeves and regularly held himself out as a federal agent on social media. Again, Stupid. You have 10,000. This guy has 10,000 followers on TikTok. He's walking around fronting that he's a federal agent. and He doesn't think anything's going to fucking happen to him. TikTok used a profile photo that showed him wearing law enforcement gear and made several posts displaying law enforcement equipment, badges, and firearms and referring explicitly and implicitly to himself as a federal agent. According to dark court documents, Simmons is not and has never been employed by the United States Department of Homeland Security. Anyone who has had an interaction with Simmons is asked to contact the FBI at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Could you imagine the people? They're going to be saying, oh, yeah, man, this guy tried pulling some bullshit on me. You're really going to get you're going to get people out of the woodwork that are they're going to say they had an interaction with this guy. But TikTok tells you to do it. They give you a challenge. Everybody wants views. Everybody wants friends and all this other bullshit for what? Is there a check involved with it? You getting paid? Is there some kind of financial gain? Because there isn't, man. Nah, I'll pass. All right. 
Enough of that. Speaking of pass, we're going to talk about how the pat the Colts passed up on another win, and we're going to get with Miles on a Miles Monday, and it's coming up next. And you're listening to the Alex B podcast. Hold tight. <laughs> Listening to the Alex B podcast. Connect with the podcast on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The username, all one word: the Alex B podcast. All right, welcome back to the Alex B podcast. Uh, I am joined by Miles Berry. As it's another Miles Monday, we still don't have a singer, dude. We still this. We've been doing this. This is now season two, and we still don't have anybody to sing a fucking theme song. Andrew Young is letting us down, man. He's too busy playing the Farmer's Call of Sin. Yeah, yeah, he's too busy. Now, before we get into the Colts, there's something noteworthy 
and I want your opinion. And feel free to be honest because I like your honesty. And, you know, because, okay. because I'm now – I've moved closer to this team. Uh, Cardinals have won 16 in a row, including a win over the Cubs. What do you got to say about the Cardinals? You got to give them some love, right? Several, several wins over the Cubs. I think it was a four-game sweep. Um, and uh, my buddy uh, is a big Cardinals fan, as is my wife, who's currently doing a dance next to me because ah, of the Cardinals. See, I'm glad I brought uh, it up. Yeah, no, I'm not, Dick. Um, <laughs> but, it, uh, I mean, first of all, let me take my Cubs fandom out of it. And, like, this time of year to win 16 games in a row when everybody's playing their hardest. That's huge. Uh, even if it's against shitty teams, you know, like, they're still professionals. You know, we, we still see 0-15 teams beat 14-1 and teams, you know. Like, right. it happens. So you still have to go out. You still have to play the game and to string 16 in a row, um, which to put it in perspective, 16 games is one tenth of the baseball season. So like that's how huge of a margin that that is. And if a team can go, you know, and 16 games, if they went like, say, nine and seven or even eight and eight, most teams would be extremely happy with that. Right. So winning 16 in a row. Uh, I mean, they're on fire at the right time. Now, that's as huge. fan. Uh, as a Cubs fan, fuck the Cardinals. Uh, they're probably <laughs> cheating or doing something stupid, uh, you know, performance-enhancing drugs, um, supermodels sent to the opposing team's locker rooms. That, you know, like any I, excuse, I don't know. any excuse you can come up with to try to just try to steal our St. Louis Thunder, if you will. It's, Wait, um, well, hold up. First of all, okay, listen here, our St. Louis Thunder. <laughs> the, the, the post that you made on Facebook the other day about the Cardinals was the first fucking time in 15 <laughs> years of knowing your bandwagon riding ass that you've ever posted about the Cardinals. Hold so on, hold on, hold on. Don't give me that shit, let me, let me give, our Cardinals. Let me, let me give you something to my defense. I'm not. This is total honesty. You're right. That is the first time in the 15 years you and I have known each other. However, you remember I lived out in the Lou uh, back in the day. So back in the day, see, I was a Blues hockey fan like when Brett Hall was playing. You know what I mean? Like back when, when, when Adam Oates was playing and Brett Hull. So I was, I was a Blues fan, not a Blackhawks fan. When I lived out here like in the 90s, and then I was kind of a Cardinals fan. So obviously. But, but for, let me stop you, man. I don't get Where did you grow up? Gary, Indiana. Get your mom on the phone. <laughs> no, Dude, this is my mom's my, my, pastor, man. This is worse than a fake pastor by far. I, if I get my mom on the, up in the region. And becoming a Cardinals fan. See, if I got my mom, if I got my mom on the phone, she's still bitch about the whole getting ordained thing. So I'm, I'm not even trying to trip with her. Well, that's my point. This might actually take her <laughs> mind off of it because I think this is a much larger travesty. <laughs> At oh. Brute. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I, I did kind of bandwagon it, but you know, I'm trying to get adjusted because before, you know, everybody out here kind of roots for the Bears. I'm still rooting for the Colts, even though we are now, or they are, whoever, however you want to paraphrase it are now 0-3. You said not to worry when we when they lost the first game. Okay. You said, eh, well, let's, let's not too panic on, on game two. Now we're 0-3, and I read somewhere that teams that have gone like this, gone like this, started off like this, don't they, they have they don't have to play have the playoffs since like the 80s. So what happens now? Like what what went wrong today, Sunday? Well, before I get to that, one last comment about your <laughs> new surroundings. 
I don't know why they're rooting for the Bears. Why wouldn't they root for the St. Louis Rams? Oh, wait, they're not a good enough sports city to keep them in town. They went to L.A. where nobody even cares. Well, I hope they jack the tickets up because there's a lawsuit going on, and St. Louis is about to get paid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. St. Louis, St. Louis is about to get paid because they built that big fucking stadium. You're right, and they got up and bailed. People didn't support it. That's what blows me my, blows me away because they're building like a soccer a soccer stadium or something, a 20th of market uh, down, downtown. And yeah. I, there's like this lawsuit going on, you know, some, about, you know, they're moving the team. So I, I don't know. I, I think we may get, we may, uh, or they, whoever, however you want to, again, paraphrase it, might get some money. But I think they're fair weather. You know, I think they're fair weather fans. I just don't know if there's enough people to support. Says the guy who is saying <laughs> our Cardinals all of a sudden. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, let, let's talk about, let's talk about those talk Colts, about those Colts. Um, I, I, I'm concerned. And I'm I might actually be hitting the panic button a little bit, not full blown panic, but I can give you a list of reasons right now that Colts fans should definitely be concerned. And it starts with number 56. Um, It's sounding like it might be a minor injury, but the problem is, is it's an ankle sprain. And if it's a high ankle sprain or even a low ankle sprain, even though Carson Wentz could play through two low ankle sprains, it's a lot different when those are your pivot points to push off against three 350-pound guys that are pushing against you. Right. So it, it, I think regardless, unless it's just extremely minor, and we all know Q is a tough guy, but I'm concerned he's going to be out at least one, if not two, or four to six weeks. You know, we'll see over the next couple of days as the MRI results come in and all of that. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think it's like serious or season ending because he wasn't in a boot on the sidelines. He didn't seem to be in a lot of pain. He was gingerly on it. But, um, you know, there is cause for concern there. And that's that's the biggest point of concern. Um, the next piece is your 0-3. Uh, you have 14 games left in the season. Yeah. And you have to win – at least nine of those. So you can lose five more times and you still might not make the playoffs. Lucky for the Colts, there is 17 games instead of 16, and there is an additional playoff team uh, on each side of the bracket this year. So um, it's that's why I'm not in full-blown panic mode. Also, uh, you know, I think Carson Wentz looks good, um, but I don't think he's an improvement at this stage on what we had last year in Phillip Rivers. Uh, and, you know, yes, he has the mobility piece, and that's what we haven't really seen and obviously didn't get to see today because he's obviously not 100%. Uh, he's still playing good football, even hurt. He's making good decisions. Um, you know, so I don't think Carson Wentz is, is going to be the savior by any means, but I don't think he's going to be the reason we're losing games. He might even be the reason we win a couple. Um my biggest concern is going to go back to what I have literally said every show this season uh, is coaching. The play calling seems mundane. It, it seems that it, it, it's it, it's almost like you're watching Madden and someone's flashing the play up before the play <laughs> happens. Like, it, it, And if I'm seeing that as a, a, a semi-informed fan on a TV, imagine what these guys that are trained to do this and see this, you know, how 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 it looks to them so you so know they're going to be on top of every play so it's and that's predictable. what it looks like so basically you're saying it's almost predictable what we're going to do yeah on both sides of the ball now the defense did look a lot better today forced two turnovers uh Darius Leonard has an, at an interception that that was gifted to him uh, but the other interception was on a tip ball good interception 
Um, but we still we, we just couldn't consistently put points on the board. The red zone continues to be a problem. And, and thank God we kicked field goals today. Um, you know, and, and Frank went for it twice on, twice on fourth down in the same drive. Uh, the first one I agreed with, the second one I didn't, but we ended up kicking a field goal anyway. I, I just I, – I, I love Frank, and I hate saying this, but I think Frank may be the core of the problem at this point. And, I mean, he's been here – this is year five, I believe. Um, you know, we haven't made the playoffs a whole ton during his time. He's had talented rosters. And, and yeah, you give him a flyer for something like what happened with Andrew Luck a couple years ago. But you've also had two MVP quarterbacks for the last two years. Now, granted, one was at the end of his career. But Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate just two years ago under Frank Reich as an offensive coordinator. So – or just a few years ago. I said – anyway. Right. My point is is – Coaching is an issue, and I don't know if it's Frank that's the problem or if it's the fact that Frank is calling the plays. Maybe we need a more involved offensive coordinator, but something's got to jolt the coaching team right now from top to bottom. I'm not just talking Frank. I'm talking offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams. We need a jolt because at this point, you know, we've got two more tough games, um, you know, left in this initial five. Uh, and if we come out of this 0-5, uh, at that point, I think you're taking a look at who's going to be the first few draft picks in next year's draft. Oof. And it, that's a really it's, – it's, it's tough to say because, you know, with COVID and everything else that a lot of depressing stuff people went through last year, everybody wants to see their team win no matter what city you live in, whatever. So coming back from this, you're just like, fuck, man, we finally got back in the stadium, you know, full capacities, and now this is happening. So you almost have to wonder, you know, you almost have to wonder if that's going to break people's spirit if they don't make it to the playoffs or, God forbid, they go 0-4 or 0-5. I mean, what? because the people are saying, you know, the people, they'll, you know, they'll speak up and they'll, everybody will have their own opinion. But like you said, something's got to give. I mean, when, at one point do you say, man, this season's fucked? I mean, is it 0-5? Is it 0-4? I mean, where, where, does, well, where, where I, do you just go like, huh? In- I don't think any any season is truly fucked until you're mathematically eliminated. I mean, let's not forget it wasn't that long ago that the Colts started out one and five and won nine out of ten to yeah. make the playoffs. True. So, I mean, the the the, the thing is, is statistically and, and and the probabilities of you advancing once you get to that zero and three, zero and four, zero and five. I mean, it, it's you're talking about like I have a better chance of getting into the NFL as a 39-year-old fat running back than they do of making the playoffs. <laughs> I'll be the water um, boy. If you get a gig at running back, I've got to at least be a water boy. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah, you can be the what what water boy. That's that's <laughs> you already have you you already fit the role. We're good. Um No, but uh you, you know, it's it's it, it is a pivotal it, it is a pivotal time right now. It's it's sink or swim and the problem is is we are. We have so many injuries. I mean, Rocky Seen left the game. Kari Willis left the game. Quentin Nelson left the game. Carson Wentz is not a hundred percent. I don't think uh, that Jonathan uh, is a hundred percent either. Uh, I, I, I he's not hitting holes as hard as he normally does, so he might be a little banged up. Um, you know, the the lone bright shining moment today was Naheem Hines offensively. Uh, I mean, he is spectacular, and we have to find a way to use him more in the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, of course, the two turnovers on defense were great. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, broken coverage is broken coverage. Our secondary is, is suspect, and, and that's partially because of injury, 
But again, it's scheme, it's plan, everything, every issue that I saw today came down to scheme and plan, and that's coaching. Man, uh, that's almost two games in a row you've made, made that statement. So it's making me nervous. Like you said, there's got to be a jolt happening because you weren't really into the into the maybe it's the coaching fault, so we got to game two, and now you're even more steadfast on it for game this this past game, which I didn't watch, obviously. And are we are we doing a better job of protecting Wentz? I mean, is, is that – is that working out better, at least, hopefully? Um, you know, it's tough to say because of the injuries. You know, Braden Smith, our starting right tackle, has been out now two weeks in a row. Um, so, you know, we have Davenport playing over there, and he's he's a turnstile. And now Quentin Nelson's out. Joe Kelly's not 100%. Eric Fisher is playing the first football he's played in a year, um, you know, since tearing his Achilles for Kansas City. Um you know, I, I'd say they did a much a much better job today. Um, but Carson also wasn't as mobile, obviously. So it was a it was a more formed pocket. Um, you know, so it's kind of it's kind of skewed. And of course, when when you're playing guys like uh, you know that the play for the Rams and play for the Seahawks and those defensive lines and how incredible they are, you know, this is two of the best defensive lines in football. That's going to skew it a little bit more when you start playing teams that are still good defensively but don't have pro- probably the best defensive player in the league right now. Um, you know, so it, it, it's tough to say. I thought they looked a little bit better, but you can definitely tell there are holes from the injuries. Oh, that's that's sad to hear. So let's look at next week's game. Uh, who are we playing, and what is your prediction? Or what is what are you, so, what do you think we should what, what should we look out for, or they should look out for uh, sure. going into next week? So remember, I keep re- referring to those first five games being yep. so tough and so critical. Um, this fourth game is against the Dolphins, and it's probably the one we have the best shot at winning. The Dolphins are dealing with a lot of injuries, too, right now. Tua, uh, I'm not even going to try to say his last name. So Tua, uh, he has a broken rib. Uh, It's probably unlikely that he's going to see the field for at least three or four weeks. But, you know, you never know when someone's going to put on a a flak jacket and say, I'm going to tough it out um, and give it a try. Right. Um, But (laughs) what that's actually looking like is uh, a reunion with our old uh, second love, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, ah, so that'll be interesting. Honor. That'll be interesting. Yeah, so he's he's going to be the starter, uh, and I I bet you he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I would I would uh, be too, man. I don't think they gave him a, I don't think they gave him a fair shake. So I think yeah, I'd be, I, I'd I don't be either. But I never thought he was the guy to begin with. No, I don't think he was the guy to begin with. But I mean, a lot of times you know what what obviously the city's thinking about you and what management's thinking about you. So you're like fuck you. And then, granted, again, maybe he wasn't gonna wasn't like the final answer, but still, like you said, you gotta have a little bit of chip on your shoulder, especially when you know you read the blogs, you read everybody, you know, everybody that thinks that they know something. You got people that are obviously informed and know stuff like you, and then so it's like, yeah, you might be a little a little salty, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, to me, this Dolphins game is a must win because a you can't go zero and four. And B, if you lose to the Dolphins, you're staring down the barrel uh, of the of the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football the following week. Oh Jesus! Um, Oof, and yes, the Ravens lost a heartbreaker today, but they beat Kansas City the week before that. Which, side note, Kansas City's all of a sudden looking vulnerable. They got their uh, their asses kicked by the Rams today. Did they really? Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Or not the Rams? I'm sorry, the Chargers. I, I apologize. Really? The Chargers. Justin Herbert. Uh, man. I said that kid was going to be special. I didn't know he would be this good this quick. 
Uh-oh. Because I thought, I thought, you know, Kansas City's going to end up being the dynasty and then the Bucks are going to be the dynasty because of, of uh, Brady. But now, hmm. Yeah, the Bucks lost today, too. Oh, wow. That kind of makes, <laughs> makes things interesting, you know, when people – you know, before the season even starts, they're, oh, they're going to do this, they're going to do that, and then some things get a little rocked a little bit crazy, then you're like, oh, maybe not. You know, and again, one loss, I don't think it really, like, changes the opinion of people, but it does wake you up to reality, I guess, for lack of a better well, word. Well, that's back-to-back losses for Kansas City, and they're Ooh. they're one and two right now. Ooh, I did not know that. Well. Yeah, they lost to Baltimore last week, and then they lost to the Chargers this week. Well. That makes things interesting now. Now that I know that, so yeah. it's like, hmm, how are the Bucks doing with uh, Mr. Brady? Mr. They're two and one. Uh, so they played the Rams today. Um, the Rams, man, Matthew Stafford, goodness gracious! I always knew he was a good quarterback, but now you get him off of a, a perennially bad team and put him on a team that's out there to compete. Um, my God, he's he's phenomenal. He's he's top he's top tier, and I would have never thought I would have said that about him this late in his career. Huh. So, you're, are you predicting a Colts win or a close a close victory, or do you want you want to jinx it for next week? I tell you what, I'm going to go homer today, and it's against my better judgment because right now I have zero confidence that the Colts uh, that the Colts could win a game right now, um, which scares the hell out of me. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's going to end up being 27-21 Colts. Um, just because I'm hoping and praying that it's going to be 27-21 Colts. Because if not, it, it is at that point probably time to pull. Time, time, up, time, yeah. up, time to pull the fire alarm. All yeah, right. yeah, you got to pull the fire alarm at 0-4. Yeah, Jim Irsay is not happy at, at 0-3. We hit 0-4 with the Ravens coming up, which probably means 0-5. Um, Jimmy might get on the pills again and start going crazy. <laughs> Well, he needs to stop posting those videos on Twitter where he's like fucking playing the guitar in a suit and doing his thing or singing or whatever. It's like, dude, you know, I mean, which which I guess makes him entertaining in that aspect. But like you said, I mean, eventually you got to start making, you know, you got to start making some moves. You know, yeah. I know he's not, he doesn't like necessarily show his cards like that where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't, you know, speak publicly about that. Oh, there's got to be some changes. But I mean, I'm sure he, he's got to. I mean, at some point, yep. if we, especially if we go on five. Before I wrap up this broadcast, you were talking about sprains and how people can function on sprains like that and it it brings me to our times of djing because we've dj'd a couple places together and if yep. i remember correctly speaking of being able to move on your feet i used to you had a dance move to <laughs> this is probably the first time your wife is hearing the story um you had a dance move to the song skills by all for one do you remember yes you do don't act I, like I don't. remember, but I don't remember the move, Alex. There was so much alcohol back then. Yes, she's got skills. So I figured mm -hmm. to honor your previous, because at that time you were here. You are you're playing bass in a fucking rock band. You're DJing. You're doing all this stuff, whatever. And then you're kind of like a, you're like a little twinkle toes. And amongst every, <laughs> amongst everything else that you're doing, I'm like, man, Miles is busting a fucking move here. I'm like, okay, because I remember I did that. Remember you? It was, I want to say it's Pepper's Greenwood. I don't know. It I, was probably, yeah, it was probably Pepper's Greenwood. Yeah, because you don't want anybody to see you in Broad Ripple. You're like, well, I'm going to do it on Greenwood, because none of these fuckers know me out here. You know, Broad Ripple, different different case when we were doing that. But I remember it was skills by all for one. Yeah, I, I remember being goofy and doing something. But I don't know. <laughs> probably dropping it like it was hot or something. No, no, like no, that, no, 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 no. If you were dropping it like it's hot. I didn't bust my ass. I, I, I don't think anybody in the history of history has ever said that 
bust a move and my name in the same set. Well, we're going to do that. So we're going to wrap up the broadcast. We're going to throw on a Miles favorite. Miles, thanks you again for being on the broadcast. And you are listening to the Alex B. Podcast. What you